0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, March 5th, 2023, and this is day 1810 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started started father we glorify you and praise you and honor you thank you so much for being our sovereign god for being our abba father thank you for giving us your breath of life so that we can go forth and be effective in everything you've given us to do i thank you lord for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need i ask my lord that you will speak today that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, change is necessary. Oh my goodness, I cannot stress it enough. And we don't want it to be forced upon us, right? (laughs) Because there's some things we can bring upon ourselves that will make us change uh, or see things the way God would have us to see them. He doesn't force anything on us, but the consequences that we reap because of disobedience and not changing can certainly shift things for us. Not necessarily in a good way. We're going to be coming out of Daniel chapter 4, verses 13 through 37, talking about King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm hmm. Quite an arrogant king. And uh, I'm going to. Not start at the very beginning, but just give you an idea. He he was um, uh, very wealthy, very prideful, um, you know, very prosperous. And uh, he had a dream. And so that's where we're going to start about this dream. And he needed uh, his magicians, enchanters, astrologers, diviners to interpret that dream. But they could not. But Daniel did. So let's go to, to Daniel chapter 4, verse 13. And it says, In the visions I saw, this is the king speaking. In the visions I saw while lying in bed, I looked and there before me was a holy one, a messenger coming down from heaven. Now God's angels are messengers. So he more than likely encountered uh, an angel. And he says, he called in a loud voice. Cut down the tree and trim off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the animals flee from under it and the birds from its branches. But let the stump and its roots bound with iron and bronze remain in the ground, in the grass of the field. Let him be drenched with dew of heaven and let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth. So they go from a tree is saying let him be drenched with the dew of heaven and let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth let his mind be changed from that of a man and let him be given the mind of an animal till seven times pass by him seven years is what that means. The decision is announced by messengers. The holy ones declare the verdict so that the living may know that the most high is sovereign. So it's an example for all of us to see and to learn from that God is sovereign. He's in control of everything. Nothing happens without his approval without him even knowing he knows everything that's happening we don't have to be fearful or worrisome, worrisome he knows and he's got control and he will do something about it he says so that every he says so that the living may know that the most high is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes and sets over them the lowliest of people this is the dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now Belteshazzar and he's talking to Daniel. He says, "Tell me what it means, for none of these of the wise men in my kingdom can interpret it for me, but you can, because the spirit of the holy gods is in you." Okay. Then Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, was greatly perplexed for a time, and. His thoughts terrified him, so the king said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its meaning alarm you. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, if only the dream applied to your enemies and its meaning to your adversaries. The tree you saw, which grew large and strong, with its top touching the sky, visible to the whole earth, with beautiful leaves and abundant fruit, providing food for all, giving shelter to the wild animals and having nesting places in its branches for the birds. Your majesty, you are that tree. You have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown until it reaches the sky and your dominion extends to the distant parts of the earth. Your majesty saw a holy one, a messenger coming down from heaven and saying, cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump because with iron and bronze in the grass of the field, while its roots remain in the ground, let him be drenched with the dew of heaven, and let him live with the wild animals until seven times pass by for him. This is the interpretation, your majesty, and this is the decree the Most High has issued against my lord, the king. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like the ox and be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the most high is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes to command The command to leave the stump of the tree with its roots means that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. So he's told him twice, you know, uh, until you acknowledge that the most high is sovereign. And then he says, uh, your kingdom will be restored when you acknowledge that heaven rules. So see, it's up to us. Uh, to determine how long we're going to suffer in some situations because of pride. Therefore, your majesty, or disobedience, therefore, your majesty, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right, your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be that then your prosperity will continue. So he's, Letting him know after interpreting that dream, look, dude, humble yourself, you know, repent from your sins, and maybe this won't happen to you. All this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar 12 months later as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. He said, is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence? By my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty. By for you until you acknowledge that the most high is sovereign over all. Oh, wait a minute. Let me jump down. I I skipped some scriptures. I'm sorry. It says, so he was just saying that my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty. Even as the words were on his lips. A voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like an ox seven times will pass by before you. By for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. Immediately, what had been said about about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from people and ate grass like the ox. His body was drenched with dew of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird. At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my sanity was restored. He had lost his mind. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? Oh, has he now learned his lesson, right? At that time, at that same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of heaven, because everything he does is right and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. He's given us all some advice, isn't he? (laughs) I know God showed me some areas that I need to humble myself in. And I I learned. (laughs) I'll not ever intentionally be prideful. And even unintentionally. And when God shows it to me. I'm I'm cleaning that thing up really fast and I would certainly recommend that to you. If you if if the shoe fits, I would say wear that shoe and get that straight. Point number 1. Everything must change. It is absolutely a necessity. That's how God created things. His word is the one thing that does not change. Once we grab hold of that knowledge and understanding, we'll be able to flourish in the Lord. Think about our children or our, our uh, your grandchildren, nieces, or nephews. When they were babies, we had to do everything for them. Feed them, bathe them, change their diapers, etc. As we raise them, we're teaching them how to do these things and many others on their own. When they are grown, they should be able to successfully navigate life. Once we become a believer, there is further change that needs to take place. Uh, now it's a spiritual, spiritual growth, right? Now we are babes in Christ spiritually on the milk when we first get saved. And now, like physical, like I explained to you about a baby, now this spiritual shift takes place. And it's in our mindset change, a perspective change, and in some cases, uh, a change to be more humble or to be humble. God will let us see these things. And as we begin to grow in all of these areas and many more, uh, we become more like Christ. We take on his character. And in order to do so, (laughs) we must be humble. Point number two, that's what happened to King Nebuchadnezzar. His pride was destroying him and others. God has a way to get our attention for our own good, helping us to see areas in our lives we must change so that we can be effective ambassadors for the kingdom of God. What is God showing you in your life that does not line up with his will, that must change because we don't want him to do as he did with King Nebuchadnezzar to us, right? Nobody wants to go through that to lose your mind, and then for seven years, you're grazing like an ox on all fours, growing feathers and claws, and nah, it doesn't need to go that far, and some of us are walking around like that, uh, and, and not even realizing it, you know, in the spiritual realm, that's what we look like, and and God is saying, Mm-mm, this this is not what I intended for you, but this is what you've chosen, and so in order God will not go against his word. Remember that doesn't change. (laughs) So if the thing that has to change is us, we must be willing to change and do what God said, do and how he says, do it. And in some cases we might be sick and it, and it may not be because of the natural thing that should have happened. It could be because of pride. We might be missing out on opportunities, uh, and it may not be because, you know, hey, we don't have what it takes to get it. It's possibly because of disobedience to God. So in order to know these things, we need to search ourselves. We need to ask God to show us areas in our lives that, that, that are not lined up with him, according to his word. What is that? And I'll tell you from experience, I've had to do that. And he showed me some things about myself that were not pretty at all. On the outside, I might be looking really nice. On the inside, I look like a mess. And God said, no, 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 no. To represent me, these areas need to be cleaned up. And I'm going to help you to do that. If you don't yield on your own, I will put some blockages in the way. I will allow things to happen to you to get your attention. So we don't want to go that route. We want to make sure that we're doing his will and being obedient as soon as he shows us something. So by all means, yield immediately and do what he is instructing you to do. You don't want to be like King Nebuchadnezzar. I remember when uh, the Lord called me to go serve at my parents' church about Uh, so this was about 16 let's see 17 years ago and uh, I went to their house I'll never forget that went to their house I had left my church you know I'd been there for 27 years and I didn't really want to go (laughs) because I felt like oh they're They're boring. Uh, They were excellent at teaching the word of God. Don't get me wrong. But I was so used to our church, my own church. We have music and singing and the choir and, you know, all those things. Well, they didn't have all that. They were very small. Nothing wrong with being small either. Very powerful. Uh, But uh, they were more of a teaching uh, ministry. And I mean, they were powerful in that. And the Lord said, this is where I would have you to go. And so I did. And when I got to their house, he further instructed me at that time. I was just in the kitchen and I was saying, hey, and they were, hey, baby, blah, blah, blah. And, and there was this bowl sitting on the uh, counter. And the Lord said, fill it up with water and and go and wash their feet. And now this is the first time that yeah, anything like that had ever happened to me. <laughs> Not to be outside of church, wash feet in church like it, it was a scheduled thing. This was just nothing scheduled, nothing. And I said, okay. And I went and I, and they didn't know what I was getting ready to do. And I said, this is what the Lord just instructed me to do. And I'm going to be obedient and do it. Take off your socks and blah, blah, blah. And I started doing that, washing their feet. And um, it was a humbling experience. God was preparing us for greater things together in ministry And that set the tone and there was tears, there was restoration, there was so much peace, God's joy during that moment and God doing a work not only in me, but also in them, but more so I can speak for me. And it was a very humbling experience preparing me for the ministry that he had for us all together there then a little later my dad got sick this is my stepfather he got very sick and uh was in hospital the hospital and you know near death and i'm just kind of speeding it up a little bit over the couple it was over a couple of years and after i started be- being there with them at the church and the lord had given me they said what do you want to do before he got sick what do you want to do you know. Uh, I said, well, what what would you have me to do? (laughs) And they said, well, whatever you want. And so I noticed they did not have a Wednesday night service. And I said, well, what about doing Wednesday night? And the Lord put on my heart to serve a meal to the people. Uh, We were blessed with so many people that were walking the streets and that were struggling in so many areas, just like any of us. But uh, at that time on 13th, uh on uh 21st i'm sorry the prospect there was a lot of things going on a lot of homelessness a lot of prostitution a lot of drug use and a lot of people on foot and so we were right there on the corner and people would you know migrate on in we we walked the blocks we encouraged people to come to have a meal break bread and and we had bible study and that began to grow and uh, people were coming and learning and changing, and when my dad got sick, uh, I remember before this all happened with him, he did not believe in women being pastors, and I didn't wasn't looking to be a pastor or anything. All I wanted to do was teach the word of God as God had given it to me. Well, one day just before he passed away, he he had lost a lot of weight. He was very frail. My mom had taken care of him. It was they were in and out of the hospital, and then finally uh it was time for hospice care and he walked in and she was holding him up on one arm as they walked in hand in hand as they always would dress alike and be like they they, they were quite a, an amazing duo and um they came in and they said we're going to ordain you and my dad ordained me and uh you know it was quite an amazing and beautiful moment and it was like him transferring what God had given him over to me as my mom would begin to lead the flock and I was there to support her in that way as an associate pastor and then within a month he went on to be with the Lord that was an um, there was so much humility throughout this whole that whole process that God was working in every one of us and, in order to serve the people the way he would have us to serve them, we had to be humble and uh to make sure that we were being obedient to God, so that lives would be changed. change in christ change many souls accepted Jesus, and it went on for fourteen years and After that, just to let's see just um a year ago. Uh, you know, there was another change, and God said it's time to move on, and now I'm at uh, Pastor Cynthia's church, Destiny Life Center, well, our church, (laughs) that's our home, and God is doing amazing things there, and uh, my husband and I are there, and it's um, across the street from the stadium, so if you are ever looking for a church home, please stop by Destiny Life Center. We start services at 10 a.m., and uh listen the word of god goes forth profoundly oh my goodness you will not be sorry all right now if you don't know jesus this is what it's all about romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved that's what it's all about accepting jesus as your savior And doing that willingly, on your own, without being forced, and you now will enter the kingdom of God. You will be with Jesus for eternity. Oh, glory to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace in Jesus' name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J a c k i e B like boy u y c k s Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and human and sex trafficking awareness. And our new program is DIY, DIY Chicks and DIY Bros, teaching our youth and their families how to do small household repairs. Oh, it's so needed, right? Thank you all so much for your donations and all of your support and your prayers. We need you and we appreciate you. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.